Back in on After Hours, 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Leggins with you, Chris Nacero as well. Now I'm just ready to get home and watch the NBA. I'm ready to watch Lakers Nuggets. Not only is that a fun game, that's, that's you got some ride. You got some cash on that. Um, in case you miss the show tonight, make sure you go download the Odyssey app, 610 Sports Radio. Click on the show. Join us as we start to get to this Christmas-oriented theme. I'll spare you. Um, I think, by the way, I do think Home Alone 1 and 2 are the best two Christmas movies of all time. Hot take, I know. I know. But again. According to Lance, that's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Jim Carrey's Grinch. I love. You really like that? I do like that movie. <laughs> I like the. I watched the original, like the OG, the cartoon one, cartoon one. Yeah. Earlier this week, mm. that's the only Grinch I'll watch. Did you see they're doing like a uh, scary movie of the Grinch where he's killing people? <laughs> I'm dead serious. It's what? called like. It's called like you're a mean one. What? I'm dead serious. I might it's, watch this. It's creepy as hell. I might watch this. He's like crawling on the floor, like yeah, all cryptic. He's like slithering around like a snake, like dead in the serious. cartoon. And his face is haunting. Like, oh, it's all, like you I'm didn't sure. have to make it any scarier. Yeah, it's a, he already has a creepy face. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to check this out. Yeah, it's called, like, uh, I think it's called You're a Mean One. And he's, like, killing people with, like, a candy cane, like, harpoon. <laughs> what? I'm dead serious, dude. I watched the ad the other day. I thought, like, no way is this real. Like, when I showed you that commercial we were watching before the show, I was like, this is a real deal. This is a actual thing that's happening. He's like, and, like, the guy, and, like, there's, like, you can tell they're going to do, like, the, uh, uh, Gosh, who's the author? That Doctor Seuss. You can tell they're gonna do like the writing yeah, inside it's this pretty, movie. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not watching that movie. Oh, at this all. looks like a terrible movie, but uh, Fant- yeah, it's gonna be fantastically creepy. terrible. But there is no way that I'm watching that movie. Absolutely not. Yeah, it looks awful. It look. It's supposed to be like a horror comedy movie. It's you know probably. It is gonna, supposed to be a comedy yeah, slash horror. It movie? looks like so probably like Leprechaun, kind of oh like that. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. Lep- Leprechaun the, was terrible. Lep in the hood though was classic. It was terrible. He was like <laughs> rapping in that. Like, yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> Where's me gold? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Leprechaun movies were terrible. They were so bad. The Chucky movies were pretty bad too. As I yeah, got older, they were awful. Terrifying as a kid. I never was scared of them. I watched them as a kid, and I was like, eh, "It's kind of funny," but like, not a good movie. Killed that teacher with a pencil. Yeah, that was pretty funny. C dots out. Told you. I told you. <laughs> I told you. No way. <laughs> but it's not because he doesn't want to. He's just in a place where you can't get good reception. So I'm just going to text him. Would you do a body issue for 610 like they did with ESPN the magazine? All money. Goes to charity. Oh, that's the that's the caveat you got to throw in there. Because that's well, that's like the that's like the curveball <laughs> that you got to respect. Because <laughs> then it's like, oh, I guess Absolutely I got to do it because it's for charity. One hundred percent. How many things in your life did you feel better about doing because you did it for a charity? One hundred percent. You never were like, oh man, I did all that. Absolutely not. I've done a ton. Harvesters did that. Had to wake up at like six a.m. and go do a bunch of random stuff. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Worth it. I took a picture of my nude ass with a microphone covering up my business and all the money went to a charity because it made money for a good cause and it was funny. I don't think we could do microphone stuff. We'd have to do sports stuff. 
fits radio hosts. Yeah, but like we're all radio hosts, so yeah. we got to like do something sportsy. Well, that would just be you could do sportsy. That would you just be do, my. You got to do sportsy too. Like we all got to do sportsy. You can't just be like somebody just sitting in the at the at the desk over there with the microphone and we're just naked. Mm-hmm. No. I probably would do like billiards, and I'd have like a silhouette. Where I'm like on the side of the table, just with the legs perfectly positioned, where you couldn't see anything, but I'm naked, hitting the eight ball in the corner pocket. C dot responded and said, "If everyone would, he would do if it. If everyone would, which is not going to happen. Who's not doing it? I mean, we already agreed that Alex Gold won't do it, and I'm not sure that Rob would. My father says if you need a printer for the calendar, he has connections. We're in like Flint, baby." <laughs> We're in like Flint. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold that everyone's on board with this. I know every person from the morning show is. Yeah, I, I would. I would assume that they would do it. Yeah, I guarantee you, our biggest curveball is Rob and Alex Gold. Rob and Gold for sure. I'll text them during the break. But right now, <laughs> Rob's gonna be like, "Dude, what? We're gonna get this done." And you're gonna sit back and be like, "Man, I don't, I don't think this is gonna happen." I don't. I don't think corporate's gonna uh, uh, agree to this. Well. If we see, that's where corporate gets really interesting. Because if I go to corporate and we say, hey, we think we can raise up to $1,000 for this charity if we do this. They're immediately going in there with, like, making money, raising money for a good cause. What do you want to do? I don't know about Naked that. photos. They'll, okay. they'll, they'll probably suggest an alternative for us to make money for, for the good cause. Mm. Damn. Chiefs-Houston this weekend. It's not a game that maybe you're interested in. This seems like a big, got a lot of presence to wrap. Doing that during the game, kind of keeping an eye on it, kind of going to look over here like, oh, it's 17-0, okay. Ruthless aggression. That is a very important quote. One, it was the birth of John Cena. Two, it's what I want to see the Chiefs do this weekend. We talked about it a little bit earlier about how I want to see Mahomes kind of become a heel of the league. And the way you do that is you just, you do things that are unnecessary. And in football, those things are beating a team that is clearly inferior to you. Beating Houston by 21 when you're favored by 14 is part of a leg that can turn you into a heel. Patrick Mahomes throwing for 300 yards and throwing the ball 27 times in this game is a part of a parlay leg of Patrick Mahomes to turn heel. Philadelphia takes the lead with a Joel Embiid three. You knew he was going over 30 tonight. Yeah, what's he at right now? Hell if I know, at least 20. He's had a lot of points. Right yeah, now. he always scores. <laughs> yeah, he always gets a He might of- go down as the greatest KU pro. Yeah. There's a good chance. Him or Paul Pierce, yeah, one yeah. of those two, yeah. He just needs that ring, baby. Yeah, he need, he's got to get it. And he ring. needs that photo of Kawhi hitting that game-winning three of him just in shambles to go away, <laughs> which it never so will. Sad. Oh, I felt so bad for him when I was like, I was like, this, this is the time for the oh, Sixers. Yeah. And then when and that ball, just, when that ball fell in and was bouncing around the rim, I was like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. You knew it too, because that was like the that was the summer of Kawhi. Yeah, that was when Kawhi just took over. In That's the when the claw became the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. With yeah. his laugh and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's a man that ain't about it. <laughs> so, 
And this is a game where I'd like to see ruthless aggression because of the fact that the Chiefs have been so iffy the last couple of weeks. They've been not at their best against Denver, not at their best against Cincinnati, and it's just been a bit, mm, yeah. And part of that's been injuries. You know, you're missing your two speedsters. Which Andy Reid said today, neither one likely trending towards playing. Again, this is a 1-11 and and 1 team. You can beat them without Travis Kelsey, probably. You could beat them with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Watson, and probably Sky Moore. If Sky Moore was the top receiver in this game, they probably win, still win by like double digits. I would almost be comfortable to say if Kelsey was out of this game and Juju was out of this game, the line would still be like six and a half Chiefs. I think it, maybe even seven and a half. I yeah. can see it. I can see a seven and a half. So I understand why Reed's leaving them out. I'm a little, I don't know, upset about it because I think the best way to get ready for the playoffs is to have moments where it's like, hey, remember, remember this play? Let's let's try to polish this well enough. And the argument that a lot of people have back and forth with me is like, well, what are you learning against a team like Houston? And where I say that and where you can pick up on this aggression is that this team's still fairly young and new together. They've only played, what, 13 weeks together? Plus whatever the preseason and offseason was? That's it. Like, they don't have a whole lot of mileage on this car that is the 2022 Chiefs. But you're going somewhere where you've been several times and you know that car needs to be stocked, fully gassed, good tires, oil check, everything's got to be great before you go on that journey to the Super Bowl. It has to be. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes know this. And this is a game in which Houston, you can kind of clean up those hiccups, polish those little scuffs, and make sure that you are, in fact, ready to go. There is no doubt in my mind that this team is a Super Bowl contending team. I do believe that. That is not hometown bias. I just think that this Chiefs team, with who they have on this roster, could go to a Super Bowl. I, I, I do believe that. But I do think that there are potholes along this path that could derail this car. And losing your identity is one of those. That is a big one. Losing who you can be and what you are is one of those things. And when you think about where the Chiefs were at and you think about ruthless aggression, you shouldn't care looking across the sideline that is a 1-11-1 team. What you care about is first, Saturday night at 7-15, who wins that game? If it's not Buffalo, then you just have to go out there and win and get out, which takes away the, the theory that you have a ruthless aggression game. Because if we know that you can beat the Texans without probably two of your best players on the roster, then you probably don't need to do much. But if Buffalo wins and beats Miami, then you got to go out there and be like, you know what? We don't care who we're playing. We're coming after Buffalo. We're coming after Cincinnati. We're coming after anybody that gets in our damn way of the playoffs. And we're going to play every single game as best, as polished, as top level that we can, whether you are 10-3 and three like the Chiefs or whether you're 1-11-1 like the Houston Texans. It shouldn't matter. All that matters now are the final four weeks of this season, getting right, getting polished, getting healthy. That's it. Ruthless aggression. Everyone's out for Houston. No Damian Pierce, no Brandon Cooks, a few defensive tackles, a few corners, and a few linebackers. I don't even know who they are. Irrelevant. Not playing. 
This is more about who are the Chiefs after three rocky weeks in a row. I know the Chargers was a, a divisional game. I know the Raiders is a divisional game, but that Cincinnati game clogs your brain. Go beat up somebody with ruthless aggression. I think what's important about this game as well is where are Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster as we enter week 15. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on 610 Sports Video After Hours. Dusty Likens with you. Chris Nacero with you as well. I can't wait to go home and watch basketball. I'm so excited. So excited. I really am. Really, really am. I enjoy it when money's on the line. 913-586-7610. Would you... Buy in 610 Sports Radio, the body issue calendar. Waiting on Alex Golden, Rob Britton to text me back. Dusty, I hope and want Mahomes to go all Madden video game mode and pass for 500 yards, six touchdowns, run for two more, no interceptions, and have the Chiefs even hand it off to score two rushing touchdowns and just whip the Texans. Yeah, I mean... Not going to happen, but they're alluding to the conversation we just had about how I think, I wish, Mahomes would go full heel. Because he's a baby face. And that's not like a mean thing. It's just a terminology that wrestling heads use about somebody who's the good guy. Yeah, I just, I don't. I don't, I don't think it's in him. No. No, it's not. He's not that guy. Like, he's just, it's like, it, it'd be like, you know, remember when LeBron tried the heel turn back in, in, uh, in his first year in Miami? Mm. It didn't work. No, because he's too likable. No, I mean, it, not only that, but a- like, he needs to be liked so he can't just play the bad guy like he tried to that year. It I didn't don't work feel like him. LeBron is, he might be more neutral, but it seems like LeBron is the bad guy now. Just because, like, he had the lie about Migos that went nuts. And then Jalen Ramsey called him out on the shop, which is kind of funny. I still think, like, because there's there's so many LeBron fans out there that, like, I think he'll always have, like, a ton of followers. And obviously there's going to be people that dislike him because of the whole, you know, greatest of all time conversation. So, like, it is what it is. At this point now, it's like, if you like him, you like him. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Too far gone at this point. Yeah. And I, I think I think people try to find reasons to hate Mahomes. Is Leo Messi in that category too? No. Because a lot of people didn't. There's like, I feel like that's a both sides of the fence. I was talking to Scott Parks of 98-1, and I was like, if, if Messi wins, does he surpass Ronaldo? And he was like, yeah, but only a win. Because then it's Pele, Messi, Ronaldo, all time. Uh... I don't think so. Well, and how the, would that not be? How would he not pass Ronaldo? Yeah, the reason why I don't think so is just because, like, Argentina has been loaded for years. 
And Ronaldo was never going to win a World Cup at Portugal. Portugal's just, they don't have the talent. So, like, at the end of the day, I think I think a lot of people are still going to put Ronaldo ahead of Messi. It Certainly, there'll be a lot of people that, that will say Messi's better. There's people that say Messi's better now. So, like, I don't think that's, I think at that point, if you think Messi's better than Ronaldo, it's not going to matter what happens on Sunday. Like they're, it's they're the, also two different style of players. Yeah, yeah. Very you know, he's stri- you know, Messi's striker and like Messi's Ronaldo's fast, a wing. But Ronaldo's faster. I think Messi's a little faster. I, I think Messi's faster. But I, I think Stride kind of picks into that. But like Messi is just more of like an aggressive control the offense and Ronaldo is one of those guys like he can score. He'll set other guys up. He can jump. Yeah. Like he's, he's more is, is got an advantage over Messi. Yeah. Yeah. But like, he's more of a help, you know, set up other guys too. And you know, for, for Messi, it's like everyone else kind of just lets him do his thing and he'll set other guys up here and there. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that debate gets settled on Sunday if he wins. I think people have already decided where they are in that debate, and mm. I don't think that changes. Much in the same way as, like, LeBron versus Jordan for GOAT in the NBA. Like, I, I think it, most people have already decided where they're going to go on that. And let's say LeBron does win, like, a couple more titles and matches Jordan six. I don't think anything changes. Right. I think you've already if, – if you believe he's the GOAT, you believe he's the GOAT now. You're not going to change your mind – if if LeBron wins two more titles. Yeah. But again, I don't know if Mahomes has that in him to become that person. I want him to. I want him to have a little bit of sauce because Peyton kind of had that sauce to him where you just like, you respected game, but you hated game. Brady easily, you know, you can hate that. Somebody on the text says, how do we go from Mahomes to soccer? Shaking my head. Nobody in Kansas City cares about them. Thanks for joining the show. <laughs> the reason we went from that is because we were talking about guys that are either liked or hated and are so good in their sport that either you hate them because they're good or they've done something that you don't like. There's the definition, 816. We'll see you on the way out. But I don't know if they can do that. Like, how this can help with Mahomes getting to that level of maybe going from face to heel. I also didn't know that the 816 spoke for everybody in Kansas City. That's new. That's a new one for me. I didn't know that you knew everyone in Kansas City did not care. That's a new to me. I just, yeah. I, you learn something new every day. <laughs> Nobody in KC cares about Nobody. soccer. Okay. Not one Not a person. single person cares not about soccer. Not one person. <laughs> As Scott Parks, who lives in Kansas anyways. None of, the, none of those people <laughs> who go hang out at KC Live during the, the World Cup games are from Kansas City. I love they had to hit the acronym of SMH. <laughs> so you're shaking your head while texting. That's yeah. how furious you are. Yeah. They, they felt so... Mm-hmm. So Gosh. motivated, they had to text him. No one thinks this. Remember that, remember that guy who like, was a couple months ago said he was he was done listening to us. Yeah, he took a, he stayed on for the entire show. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but when it comes to this Sunday's game and the and the Chiefs again minus fourteen, and I get it, not a lot of people are excited about Houston, but I think this is a game in which there are two players on the offensive side that I'm really interested in in watching this week, and that is Juju Smith-Schuster and Patrick and and Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. Finding these guys in this game against a team who is 1-11-1, as Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, Chief Editor, said they have a binary code record, plays. But I think that there is a chance that if 9-87 and and can get back to the way that offense was in, like, I want to call it, like, weeks 5 through about 9, 
And then Juju had the injury where he was, it was a nasty hit and he had the concussion and he was out for a little bit and they wanted to do the same thing and ease him back as Andy Reid spoke to the media today. And he said basically that Hardman and Tony are, are leaning towards maybe missing the game just because he wants to make sure for hundred percent they're right. And I think that they're gearing up for the Christmas Eve game at home at noon against the Seahawks, which is a better respected team. I think than Houston, like, the worst thing you could possibly have happen is put Canarius Tony out against the Houston Texans and he re-aggravates the hamstring. It's like, why was he even on the field then? And again, like we said in the last segment, we're gearing up to watch this team make a run to the playoffs. But number nine and number 87 are both guys that I'm looking at in this game alone to kind of make that next move, make that jump in this type, in this type of the season. They both run similar routes They both run in similar areas of the field, and they're both fantastic after the catch. Big bodies, and they've kind of been off the last couple weeks. Travis Kelsey, again, it's been four weeks, and he doesn't have any more than four receptions. And I get it. He had some anomaly type of games, right? Like the four for 25 and three touchdowns. Or was it four touchdowns? It was four touchdowns. Four. He had like seven in two weeks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Whereas like some teams don't even have seven receiving touchdowns. So... Kelsey is an interesting guy to look at. And Juju Smith-Schuster is also an interesting guy to look at. And Juju looked like he was finally back to, like, the form he was in before he started missing the games due to the head injury, the concussion protocol. And he looked good against Denver. I thought Juju looked good against Denver. So we'll find out. I think think Sunday's a Pacheco game. I I mean, it can be. I think think Sunday, like, the Texans are the worst run defense in the NFL. And I think the Chiefs are not going to show the good stuff on Sunday. I think they're going to play it pretty chill. Let's run the offense through our running back. Mm -hmm. Like, you remember that Texans game week one, 2020, where they just let Clyde eat the entire game. He had like 25 carries and just ran over the Texans in that that season opener. I kind of feel like that's going to be what we watch on Sunday down in Houston. I think we're going to see them feed Pacheco the same way they fed Clyde. And they're just going to see if they can escape from Houston with a comfortable win, not showing too much. I don't think Andy cares about the MVP race or anything. Um, I think they're just going to go out there and try to let Pacheco eat, show a side of them that they haven't really shown all year. This I mean, if I were betting on the game, like the, I would bet the over on every rushing on on the rushing total for Pacheco, the carry total for Pacheco. Yeah, Beakley said it was at like sixty six and a half or yeah, sixty seven. Like easy money. I I think he's gonna eat. I think the offensive line, like we saw Trey Smith just smack a guy and then just bulldoze another guy in a run play that they had to to uh, McKinnon. I think we're gonna see stuff like that on Sunday, like you know. Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and, and Joe Tooney are just going to destroy the interior of that line and open up holes for uh, McKinnon and for Pacheco to run through. And, you know, we're going to see some angry runs from Pacheco. Pacheco's going to get to the second level and run over a safety. Did he win angry runs this week? On I, I haven't, I haven't seen it. So I don't Kyle know, Brandt. but like, I know that they were, they were, they were shouting it out they during should've. the broadcast. <laughs> they were shouting it out there. I think I, I really feel like this will be the closest. This will be like the, the closest we'll see to like the Al Saunders offense from the dig for meal era, where it's like, let's just run the offense through our running backs. And I feel like that's what we're going to see. Cause 
I don't think the Chiefs want to give away too much. And I think this is one of those games where because they're so bad at tackling, so bad against the run, you take advantage of it and you go out there and you get a win without giving up too much on film. Yeah, I just think that I don't even think you need to worry about that because I think you can beat them pretty much insane amount of points with just your B style of playbook. So, like, to me, that's like, I don't think they have to worry about showing anything. I think you can still beat the living hell out of the Texans with just, like, what you did against, what was the game not too long ago where it was get in, get out, we had that mentality? The Rams. The Rams game, yeah. Yeah. Like you were talking about, like, I think you could, I think using that playbook still can make the Chiefs look that much more superior to the the Houston Texans. Yeah, I don't think, though, they care Plus, about. Patrick Mahomes is back home. Yeah, I don't think they care about, like, looking superior. I don't think they care about the appearances. Like That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. That's not what I said. I said that they could still be superior to Houston yeah. with that type of mentality with the Rams. They could. I'm not saying they care about it. I'm saying with a B-style playbook, they would still look that much better. So it's not worried about showing out anything or showing off anything. I'm just saying I think even with their backup playbook, they would still beat Houston yeah. 42 to 14. Right. I, I mean, I think I, – yeah. I don't think they want to score 42 points. Text line says, uh, <laughs> no, he did not. Kyle Brandt gave it to Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Okay. Yeah, for pushing I, I, uh, Shaw into a tree. or Oh, pushing Shaq into the tree. That's right. Oh, get, get the hell out of here. That's not an angry run. And it was like five days later. Yeah, that's stupid. Somebody uh, somebody really <laughs> likes Kenny Smith, Kyle Brandt. <laughs> that's, a, that's weak. Give it to an actual running back, not somebody who pushed Shaq into a tree, which is like a thing they've already done before. He said then he went and trashed uh, the Chiefs because they barely beat Denver. Uh, who cares? I don't care what Kyle Brandt thinks about the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't really either. care what any national media person thinks about the Chiefs. Like, I know, like, Chiefs fans will get mad at Skip because he's saying Jalen Hurts should win MVP over. I don't care. I don't, I don't give a damn. That's also not a... That's also not a bold take because that's what Vegas says. Yeah, Vegas says that right now. He's so leading. Just, <laughs> but he's been... He's been saying it for a while, but like, almost, I don't, I don't, he almost got beat up by Shannon Sharp. He did. <laughs> he, you remember, you remember that Ben Watson situation with oh, that, yeah. uh, that other dude on, on ESPN saying, making that joke about his wife. Oh yeah. I'm sure Shannon and skip had that kind of moment backstage after the show. Yeah. Cause like, we can get to this on the other side. I'll bring up that. Plus I want to talk about why why I think this season is just like every single other season. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. at this year you got to look at the full body of work and you got to compare it to previous seasons and you got to understand that the season really hasn't gone much differently than any season in the Mahomes era under Andy Reid obviously there's going to be your your highlights right your highs highs of highs you know beating the Niners beating the Bucks by the the ways they did you know putting up those points but there's the lows and and we've seen it every year you know I mean the, the Super Bowl run year you know, there's obviously, you know, at one point, you know, we don't even have Mahomes on the field and you're looking like it's all bleak. I mean, you know, it's, there's ups and downs to every season. There's ebbs and flows. And the voice you just heard, Ron Cop Jr., lead analyst of Arrowhead Pride, 
the number one source of information when it comes to the Chiefs that you need. Ron Cobb, of course, joins the Airhead Pride Radio Show every Wednesday night at 6.15. Myself, Pete Sweeney. I like Ron's work. And I thought what he said there was perfect because here we are yet again in another year where the Kansas City Chiefs are, in fact, in the same position that they seem to always be in. Every year. This time of year, it's can they win the one seed? Are they the favorite to be the one seed? And then it's after that, who are they going to play in the NFC Championship game? And it always kind of seems to have the same chronological order, right? Clinch division by week 13 or week 14. Seems absurd. Where are they going to go in the playoffs? Is this the year Patrick Mahomes finally travels in the playoffs, not counting the Super Bowl? Because personally for me, I think they should move the Super Bowl from Glendale to somewhere else other than that damn field. Because that field has put like (laughs) 17 players in, in IR I mean, Bucker, what, missed a month? If that, he I, he may he still may not be right. Yeah, he still probably isn't. I know I know. Tope said he might not be right the entire season. And then we just lost Kyler Murray with an ACL injury. Yeah. McDuffie was hurt for a while. He missed, like, what, six, he seven games? He played the only first half of that game and was out. Yeah, he was out for, like, a month and a half. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, if they're going to do it, they can't resod it right before the game. They, they can't do that. Yeah. So, this is a game in which, though, that has the same type of feel as other seasons. Like, you're looking to win games and stay relevant to the one seed. If you're not the one seed, then what's the fall, the two seed? Mahomes in his four years as a starter, this is his fifth, and will be like every other year, has had nothing but the one or the two seed. Mahomes says, again, we said it just now, has never traveled anywhere outside of Arrowhead in the playoffs other than the big game. And here we are again, scoreboard watching, not to sneak into the playoffs, not to win the division, but to legitimately be the best team in your entire AFC division. And we're here again, watching it, waiting to report about it, see what's going to happen, where teams are going to fall. And Saturday night, we get closer and closer to that point. And yet we're doing the same thing we did last year. What's Buffalo going to do? Who's coming to Kansas City? Where's the Chiefs going? And that's what it is every single year with this Kansas City Chiefs team. And it's true. There's ebbs and flows. There is 100% ups and downs. Mahomes makes big plays. Mahomes does things that some people sit back and say, I don't know if we're ever going to see that again. So it's interesting to see that every year is somewhat very mirror image of the previous year. And I think it's kind of hilarious where Chiefs fans are today because you get stressed out about, oh, man, I don't know. We're going to have to, you know, figure out who we're going to play at home again this year in the playoffs. No traveling until you go to the Super Bowl. But it's gearing up. To where it's you or Buffalo again. Who's coming to Kansas City in that second round game? And what happens next with Tennessee, Cincinnati, Baltimore? Those teams, nothing matters. 
And the fact that the narrative of the Chiefs every year is so much different than everybody else's, I think helps it where they're consistently at every single year. I feel like a lot of people are still watching this team with the same kind of attitude they had during like the Alex Smith years or during the Trent Green years or Gerbach years. Yeah. Where it's like, we need a good matchup. We have to get home field because otherwise we're screwed if we go on the road. Like mm-hmm. there's all these things I think a lot of fans still like haven't gotten accustomed to. Sure. As far as like having the best quarterback in football where it's like, you know, like Mahomes kind of tilts the game away from it being the traditional yeah. home field advantage. Because like usually home field, home field is like what, like a, a three point advantage according to I think they've debunked that. I think they debunked that. Yeah, yeah, nowadays, yeah. But like be, traditionally, though. it's like yeah. a three point advantage for home yeah. teams usually. And we've seen now that that doesn't really matter if you've got like a great quarterback. Right. So like nowadays, I feel like. If you, because like, you know, we've obviously seen like Tom Brady come into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, we've seen, uh, we've seen Peyton Manning do it in the past. Multiple times. Multiple times go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Uh, and, and it's, I feel like a lot of people are so used to seeing, you know, used to needing the Chiefs to have like an advantageous matchup. Sure. Have a game at home in order to give them the best odds to win. And it's like, you know, we, have seen this team go out and I mean, think about it. They're playing the, the 49ers, like one of the hot, I think they're the hottest team in the NFL right now based on win streak. Denver, and Philadelphia. Yeah. They were Philadelphia. I, actually, no, it's them. Cause Philly, Philly lost to uh, Washington a few weeks ago before the um, Niners lost to the chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was after it was, they, they, the Philly lost to Washington after the, okay. the Niners lost to the chiefs. Um, and I think, cause I think the Niners are on a seven game win streak. Um, yeah, their last loss would have been to Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City, yeah. So right now the Niners are the hottest team in the league. Chiefs beat the hell out of them in San Fran. Well, in Santa Clara. Like, yeah. it's not – it. like, that team, really strong team, great defense, best defense in the league right now, and the Chiefs scored, what, 44 on them? Sure, but I will say that was – before that team had gelled to what they are. Kittle right. was still kind of getting back in the groove. Right, but their defense was still great when they played them, though. Was um, Bosa in that game? Yeah, he played in that game. Okay. He was just coming back from his injury. Right. And they were, I think, second in the league in total defense at that time. And and they had no problem. <laughs> they had no problem moving the ball on them and scoring. Like, I, I, we have seen enough evidence to know that it doesn't matter where the Chiefs play. doesn't matter who they play. They mm. can beat whoever. Now, we obviously saw them go to Cincy and lose again for second straight year in Cincy. Okay. That happens, but they were in a position to win that game and they made mistakes that cost them the game. But we know that the Chiefs can go out there and beat teams on the road. So I just feel like people need to just learn that you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got Andy Reid, you've got a really good team. It, it Maybe don't fret so much the results of what happens going into the playoffs. You obviously want the Chiefs to get home field because it gives them the best advantage, mm-hmm. but it's not the end of the world. If they lose a game here or there last year, it felt like the end of the world when they were under 500 after they got smacked by the bills, Mm -hmm. they ended up hosting the the AFC championship game at the end of the season. They just happened to lose after a disastrous second half. So we can trust this team to be able to course correct. If they make some mistakes. Yeah. 
Because I brought that up a long time, or not a long time, I brought it up a couple weeks ago. I was like, when do you get to that point of comfortability with the Chiefs? Some people may never have it. I think after, I mean, really, Super Bowl? really after the course correction mm-hmm. from last year, I think that should have been the moment we were like, okay, they, you know, they're, they'll probably be fine. I felt like 13 seconds should have slam dunked it. Yes. At that point, you should have been like, okay. Yeah, because that, that was like the bleakest moment up until that point, the bleakest moment in the playoffs for the, in the, in the playoffs for the team. Right. And they came back and did something that no one thought they would do or no could one, do. And the fact that no one had ever seen that. No, we hadn't seen that before. And they went out and did it. And then over time, just right down the field, touchdown game over. Like, I just feel like at that point, it's like, okay, anything's possible with this team. And we got to stop worrying so much about each individual game mm-hmm. because when you've got this kind of team, some slip ups here and there aren't the end of the world. Cause they're not going to, the chiefs aren't with this crew aren't going to lose like seven, eight games. It's just not going to happen. They might lose five or six, but they're not, they're not, they're not going to go just barely above 500. That's just not going to happen with this crew. Unless you get some disastrous season with a bunch of terrible injuries. And I think the level of disgust and anguish and stress has become a new level. Yeah. Like oh, losing yeah. losing four games in a season is like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it feels terrible now, you know? but like we would love a four game, a four loss season, you know, seven years ago. Yeah. We loved it. Yeah. We go 12 and four. That was a great year. Now it's like, oh my God, we might not get the one uh, or, you know, we might have to go on the road in the playoffs. All oh, that's terrible. Alex Gold out of the body issue. Told you. Of 610 I told you he wasn't doing it. That's fine. We have Pete Sweeney to slide right in. <laughs> did, did he confirm? Pete would do it. I know for a fact. <laughs> okay. I know for a fact Pete okay. would. You know Pete would. He probably would. I'm yeah. just like it's a Christian Lucero. We got to wrap this thing up, get you out of here, and set you up for the weekend after this. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Avoid giving useless knickknacks this holiday season and look for durable items that will last for years. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? This is Mitch Holtis. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on Cody and Gold. Segment got to get out of here on uh, Friday night. I like Friday nights up here. It's kind of fun. Uh, off Sunday. So Alex Gold said he was out. But then I said, man, you wouldn't even do it for like a charity event. He said, if it was an actual station thing, then yes, I would. <laughs> well, then yes, you do it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how you get the, that's the caveat to everybody that would be like, well, I was guilt tripping these guys like, hey, into man. taking naked pictures. That's the thing is like step outside your comfortability box. I think LeBron James said it once where he said, like, I look at every day as a challenge to something different because I don't like to get caught in a rut of the norm. Something along those lines. And I dig that. Show up to work one day. Hey guys, how you doing? All right. Just remember two o'clock. We need everybody in the back room to, you know, do the photo. <laughs> naked picture day. Could you imagine if we had to do like a cover to the calendar and we all had to be together in one photo? That would get a little 100%. Funny. That's not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's not, not happening. 
No, no. It'll be like the logo. Yeah, and that's like what it'd be. The, our town's the, our yeah, team. Yeah, yeah it'll be the fun. logo or something. It's not going to be yeah, us. It's not going to be a team photo of us all naked. That's not right. going to happen. Yeah, I don't need to be. I don't need to, like, try to play with money I don't have yet. No, no, that's not happening. <sighs> Batman chimes in and says, Werewolf this season is dedicated to Lenny the Cool. And Sir Patrick is waiting in an MVP performance. It does seem like so long ago that the Chiefs did the choir huddle in the preseason game. That seems like like decades ago. Yeah, I know. I was watching. Uh, they they actually uh, on on um, the franchise this week. They showed like highlights of the fifteen and the Mahomes uh, mm-hmm. auction that they had, and they were auctioning off like a, a, a plaque that had uh, the photo, the iconic choir uh, huddle photo with. Uh, Lynn Dawson, and then the one from the preseason game with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So they had that on there, but yeah, I mean, it does feel like it was it was a while ago. I admit, you know what? If the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be shocked if they did it again to start the game. That'd be dope. I think that'd be dope. I think enough fans would like inquire about it that they would totally do that to start the game. I mean, people are like, Andy Reid would never do that in a Super Bowl. It's like, did you not remember the last time they did the USC Rose Bowl play? <laughs> they they had four guys twirl around on a fourth down and one Including the play. starting quarterback. Including the quarterback. Yeah. They had them pirouette on the field in the middle of a game on a fourth and one call. They would totally do that. Bills, Dolphins, who you got tomorrow? You got the Bills easily? I got the Bills. I don't think it'll be easy. I think it's going to be an ugly-ass game. A lot of running. The Bills have been playing a lot of ugly-ass games anyways, like that game against the Jets on Sunday. Mm -hmm. This is going to be another one of them ugly-ass games. And, I I mean, you said the over-under was 38? No, no, no. Forty. It's like forty-three and a half. The over/under thirty-eight oh, is the yeah, Denver God, Cardinals. I keep getting it wrong. Yeah, you're. Uh, right. <laughs> the under my head in that. No, game. you're good. It's yeah. gonna be so ugly. I don't think a team scores more than twenty. I think it's gonna be so ugly. Um, I think field goals will get missed. Two is gonna look terrible. I wouldn't even attempt an extra point. I would just go for two. The yeah, entire game. yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it was funny. This. I was watching. So like the. I, the, one of the best YouTube channels out there is the uh, NFL throwback channel. Mm-hmm. I love it. Just all the replays of the old games. Yeah. They had like a compilation of like worst weather games. Mm-hmm. And it it seems like the worst ones for snow always happen in Buffalo. And yeah, they were just all types of miss. I, it was like a game from like, it was like 2013, 2014, I think. And just all types of misses, like field goals were not a thing in that game. Mm-hmm. I imagine this ha- that happens again. I remember um, a game not too long ago. It was like Philadelphia and somebody. And LaShawn McCoy had like 50 fantasy points that day. I, I think just, that was the Bills. That was the Bills that was played? the Bills. Yeah, like LaShawn, LaShawn just had a day because well, yeah, he was the only player that was able to get any sort of offense. He was the only one that had traction in his shoes. Right, like Everybody yeah. else was just like sliding. Because I remember they like literally were during commercial breaks – Taking like snowblowers yes. through the side of through, the, yeah, the, 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 the to get the yard marks. lines, yeah. yeah. Crazy. I did watch the uh, was it the Patriots and Raiders game from oh the, yeah from oh one yeah. Those snowflakes were literally like the size of a dinner plate. They were huge, <laughs> yeah, and they dude. were I like I don't know how you can throw the football in this weather or see far <laughs> down the field in this weather. It's terrible. I can barely grip my steering wheel when I get in the car, and it's thirteen degrees outside. Yeah, I don't know how these guys do it. Four one seven. Is there a fantasy show on Sunday? There is not. She's simulcast with 106.5 The Wolf takes up at 9 o'clock, so it will not be on the air on Sunday. You can tweet me at Dusty Likes if you have any questions. Have a good night, everybody in Kid City. I'm Dusty Likes. It's Christian Nacero. Like I say, every single night, go do something nice for somebody, especially in the holiday season.
A lot of people are stressed out. It can change the way this world looks on you. It can change the way it looks on them. Have a good night. Be safe. Take care. And have a good weekend. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.